Welcome to the Experience Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Kyle Brownlee. It's our prayer that this message is not only an encouragement, but a blessing to your life. Welcome everyone today, whether you're joining us here in person or you're watching online, we're honored to have you with us in this move of God that we call Experience Church. Come on, somebody. And also want to take a moment to look into the camera and say a big hello to all the men and women in our correctional ministry. And we want you guys to know that you're not a project to us, that we consider you a part of our church. And so come on, D-Town, and we welcome our church family today. Let them know. So good. Awesome. Well, today we are continuing on in our our series called Sizzlin' Summer. And kind of the big idea behind this series is that each week we would just take a different subject or topic and and we would talk about it. uh, And hopefully it would make not just our summer better, but it would make our lives better. Better too. And I want to start things off today by asking all of us this question, and, and that is Have you ever had a moment in your life where your emotions got the best of you? Maybe when you were angry, you, you said something that later you, you wished you wouldn't have said, or, or maybe in the, the excitement and thrill of the moment, you, you did something that you later regretted. I had a buddy in, in high school, we all went over to his house to, to watch this football game and his team was playing and, and they were winning the, almost the entire time, but, but at the very end of the game, they lost. They made a bonehead play and they lost the game and out of anger and frustration, he got up and he punched the wall as hard as he could. How many of us know the wall won? And what ended up happening is he broke his hand as he punched the wall. Needless to say, his emotions got the best of him. What about us? Have we ever, how many of us have ever had a time in our lives when our emotions got the best of us? All of us have, right? And in some way, shape or form, and they let us down the, the wrong way, the wrong path. And how many know emotions are a big deal? Moods matter. We, we can do something that is completely opposite of our goals in life simply because we had the urge, we had the desire, and we felt like doing it. We, we can do something that, that we spend the next decade of our lives regretting simply because our emotions got the best of us. And so today, I want to talk to us about how we can control our emotions so that our emotions don't control us. And the title of the message is just super creative. Uh, I really worked really hard on it. And the title of the message is How to Manage Your Emotions. How to manage your emotions. And I do want you to know today's a little teachy, a little on the teachy side, but my hope is and my heart is that I could give you some resources. Actually, I should say give us some resources that we can take with us so that when we wake up Monday morning and our emotions are trying to control us, we can control them. Does that sound good? And so I I think it's important as we start off to to understand that, that God has emotions, how many of us know that God feels joy? God feels love. God has, feels grief and uh, he feels pain. He feels anger towards 
sin. He has frustration. And the reason why we have emotions is because we were made in the image of God. Like God created emotions and feelings. Let me show it to us in scripture. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says, then God said, let us, shout out Trinity, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And so the only reason we have emotions is because God gave them to us. And our emotions are a gift from God. Now, there might be times when it doesn't feel that way, pun intended, but even the, the negative emotions that we have, they play a role in our lives. Like, emotions can be a great asset to us. They're what make us human. Like, it's our emotions that allow us to deeply connect with one another in relationships. It's our emotions that allow us to, to deeply connect with God too. If we didn't have uh, emotions, we'd just be a bunch of robots going through the motions. You see, it's our emotional ability that allows us to love, allows us to create, allows us to be faithful, allows us to be loyal and kind and, and generous to one another. Now, I think it's important for us to, to know that the Bible doesn't necessarily use the word emotion, but instead it uses the word passion or affections, or my favorite, heart. And so, so what does the Bible say about how we can manage our emotions? Because I believe that this is a skill that we can develop and actually get good at. And, and managing our emotions is key to us having peace in our minds, peace in our lives. Managing our emotions is, is, is key to us being successful in our relationships along with many other things. And so let me just first start off by giving us three reasons we need. Why do we need this? Let me give us three reasons why we need to learn how to manage our emotions. It's important because the first reason we need to learn how to manage our emotions, number one, if you're taking notes, because our feelings are often unreliable. I like to say this, feelings are for feeling, but not always for following. Let me say it like this, we don't have to believe everything that we think, and we don't have to accept everything that we feel, because not everything that we feel is right. Not everything that we feel is authentic. Not everything that we feel is reality. Let me prove it to us. Some of the things we feel about ourselves is flat out dead wrong. Can you prove it to you? God comes to us and he says, I love you. And some of us might respond, yeah, but I don't feel loved. God comes to us and says, you are valued. I made you in my own image. You are valued. And we might say, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, but I don't feel valued. Let me give you one more. God says, I forgive you. Anybody besides me ever said, yeah, but I don't feel forgiven. You know why? Because our feelings and our emotions are oftentimes, they're unreliable, that I can't always trust them. I, I, also, too, uh, some of the things that we feel about other people are wrong, too. Have you ever disliked someone or formed an opinion about someone that you really didn't know, and then when you finally got to know them, you realized how you used to feel about them was dead wrong? Or is it just me, right? Because our feelings are often unreliable, and so we have to learn how to manage our emotions. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says, 
There's a way that, that appears. There's a way that seems. Can I be so bold to say, there's a way that feels right. But in the end, it leads to death. It leads me down the wrong path. It leads me in the wrong direction. Just because we feel it doesn't make it true. Like our emotions are often wrong, and if we're not careful, they can lead us in the wrong direction. Another reason why we need to learn how to manage our emotions, number two, is because we don't want to be manipulated. See, if we don't control our emotions, how many know they'll control us? And we'll be manipulated by our moods. If we're always guided by our feelings rather than what's right, if we're always guided by our feelings rather than what the truth of God's word says, which is huge, important, even in the church. So often in our world today, we're led by our feelings and our emotions instead of the truth of God's word. How many know the truth of God's word is what sustains us? It's what guides us. It's a foundation. It's a rock for us to build our lives upon, right? When, when, when life gets crazy and my emotions are all over, all over the place, I have the truth of God's word to stand on to help me realize how to think and what to feel, Right? But when we're guided by our emotions instead of the truth of God's word, or if we're guided by our emotions instead of by the commitments that we've made, if, if we're guided by our emotions, not, not only are they going to lead us in the wrong way, but other people can, can kind of prey on our emotions too. How many of us understand that salesmen and advertisers are, are trained to stir up our emotions because they know if they can get us hooked emotionally, more than likely, we're probably going to buy that product. And so the color of the packaging, the, 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 the music in the commercial, even what they say in the presentation are all designed to get an emotional response from us. And if we make decisions on what we buy based on our emotions, that's called impulse buying. And when we do that, we end up with a bunch of stuff we really don't need, and we end up with a bunch of stuff we really don't want. How many of us have ever fallen into that trap? Honey, go ahead and raise your hand. <laughs> that, that question was for only one person. I'm just, you guys, the rest of you were just playing along. I'm just teasing. We, we all have. I think, I think I was trying to think about one of the things that I, one of the biggest impulse purchases I ever made, and uh, some of you younger kids won't remember this, but, but any of you, the older crowd, remember the, the infomercial about uh, the ShamWow towels? <laughs> Anybody? Like, it was like the size of a napkin, but literally could soak up the, all the water in a pool. It was crazy. And he, he told me on the commercial that if I ordered the next 20 minutes, because we can't do this all day, he said, but if I ordered the next 20 minutes, I would get a second set of ShamWow towels for $19.99, right? I bought them, I, didn't, I, I was like, I'll wash my car, but I didn't even have a car at the time. I'm like, you know, when I get a car, I'll have the ShamWow towel, I can totally do that, I totally bought them for nothing. I, I remember as, as, a, as a kid, we bought, we fell into the infomercial. I feel like infomercials were big when, when I was a kid, right? Like the two in the morning, like, man, yes, I, I do need that, that sock straightener. That makes a, lot of, makes a lot of sense. I should do that, right? But I remember as a, as a, uh, as a kid, we bought one of those food dehydrators, and we thought, man, we're going to make beef jerky. Me and my dad and my brother were like, we're going to make beef jerky all day. Let's do this. It makes total sense for $599 to get this thing, right? And we got it, and there's like 20,000 pieces, and, and we ended up putting some, uh, some beef on there. And we, I remember getting it, and, and it tasted like rubber bacon. And it was like, 
Like we disrespected bacon is what we did with this food dehydrator and we ended up throwing it away. But we've all, we've all made those impulsive decisions when we purchase some things. We've all let our emotions get the best of us, right? And Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28 says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. And I was just thinking, man, not, not only are we, we, we defenseless against other people when we are led by our emotions, but but we're also defenseless against our old sinful nature too. Like, like all of a sudden, we, we don't want to do what we, we know we need to do because our emotions are calling the shots. Isn't this what Paul's talking about in Romans chapter seven? He's like, why, why do I do what, what I don't wanna do when the very thing I, I know I need to do, I, I don't do, and the very thing I, I don't wanna do, I do. What's he saying? My emotions and my feelings and my sinful nature are driving the ship. And I know what God wants me to do. I know what truth is, but I'm being feelings led instead of spirit driven, right? And then I was just thinking like, you know, as we are, we all know we're in a spiritual battle. And I was thinking, you know, Satan's favorite weapon is negative emotions. Like he will use fear. He will use resentment. He will use jealousy, he will use envy, he'll use bitterness, he'll use offense, he'll use worry, he'll use anxiety, he'll use shame to beat us up. Think about, think about all the, the relationship struggles that, that you might have in your life. Think about maybe, maybe some breakups or some people you used to be friends with. Man, I, I know it all is, is circling around this weapon of negative emotions, right? Satan's favorite weapon to whip us around is, is negative emotions. And if we don't know how to manage our emotions, man, we'll be helpless against our, our enemy. First Peter chapter five, verse eight says, stay alert, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I mean, when I'm led by my feelings, when I'm led by my emotions, I'm opening the door to wreak have, have the enemy to wreak havoc in my life. If we don't have self-control over our emotions, man, our, our enemy will eat our lunch. The third reason we need to learn how to manage our emotions, number three, is because we want to please God. And if we're a follower of Jesus, and we, we've had this revelation and this this, this eye-opening moment of how much God loves us and how much he's done for us and how much he's sacrificed and how much he forgave us from and, and just all the things he's done for us, then our natural response, our, our only real true response should be, God, how can I please you with how I live? How, how can I honor you with my life? But at the same time, how many of us know that God can't be God in our lives if our emotions are God in our lives? Like God can't rule my life if my emotions are ruling my life. Jesus can't be the Lord of my life if my emotions are my Lord. But if we make all of our decisions based on how we feel, then we've made our feelings God. Take a look at what Paul says in Romans chapter eight, verses six through eight. He says, if our minds are, are ruled by our desires, now he gets a little, he gets right to the point. If our minds are ruled by our desires, by our emotions, by our feelings, we will die. He gets right to the point. But I mean, it's, it, it's that intense, it's that important. We can't play around with it, right? But if our minds are ruled by the spirit, we will have life and peace. Our desires fight, our emotions, our feelings fight against God because they do not and cannot obey God's laws. 
if we follow our desires, we cannot please God. And notice that part, like it, our feelings and our emotions, they, 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 they fight against God because they, they can't obey God's laws. Why? Because at some point, obeying God's laws will be uncomfortable. At some point, honoring God with our lives will cost us something. There'll be a sacrifice of praise. We'll have to give up something, right? And it's at that moment when Christianity becomes difficult, uncomfortable, and hard, if we're led by our feelings, we'll say no to God and yes to what we feel. And that's what Paul is bringing out here, that we can't please God if our emotions are, are dominating and controlling our lives. And if our decisions are made based on how we feel, Rather than what God says, we won't be able to honor and please him with our lives. And I just thought, man, how many people do we know that have ruined their, their marriages, they've ruined their families, they've ruined their careers, they've ruined their reputations because they didn't manage their emotions, their emotions managed them. But at the same time, I was thinking as followers of Jesus, when we gave our hearts to Jesus, that means we gave him our emotions, Like Jesus isn't just the Lord over what we think. He's not just the Lord over what we do. Jesus is also the Lord of how we feel, right? I'm letting him, Jesus is also Lord of our emotions. And so the question that I ask myself is how do we do this? If we know we need to, if we realize, man, there are days when my emotions get the best of me, there's actually some regrets that I have for my past because I was just feelings-led instead of spirit-driven. How do we manage our emotions, primarily our negative emotions? I want to take a look at something uh, King David said in the book of Psalms, which, which, by the way, if you're struggling, which all of us do at some point or another, with managing our emotions, the book of Psalms is a great book for us to dive into because every single emotion we'll ever have is mentioned and addressed in the book of Psalms. In fact, King David, I, I, I love just, I love how passionate he was. I love how he was an emotional guy and he ended up, there's, there's 150 chapters in the, in the book of Psalms and he wrote around 73 Psalms and so almost half the, the book of Psalms was written by King David and the word Psalms simply means songs. And what you'll discover as you read through the book of songs or, or Psalms is, is David, a lot of his, his uh, songs that he wrote are, are, are really heartfelt. And so here you have this king, this warrior, right, writing a bunch of praise and worship songs because not only was he a warrior, he was a worshiper too. But then he, he, he writes things. He just gets real and he'd write a psalm and he'd start the thing off by saying, God, why are you so far from me? How long will you hide your face from me, God? How long will you cast your presence, cast me out of your presence, God? And so he's expressing this this sorrow and this this sadness and this distance from God, this this loneliness in his heart. But but then there'd be other Psalms where he starts thinking about his his enemies and he'd go from sorrow and sadness to anger. And then he'd be crying out to God, God, there's many are those who rise up against me. Bash their heads against the rocks, God. Like, Like they would go all in. It's almost like, Take a breath, David, chill out. That was a little bit too much with the bashing the heads on the rocks, right? But, but I love how David was just, he was passionate and how he, I love how he put his heart into everything. 
In other words, if there was someone who knew what it was like to be on both sides of the coin, both being in control of his emotions or having his emotions be in control of him, it would have been David. I wanna take a look at what he said in one verse, in one chapter in the book of Psalms, Psalms 42, verse 11. He says this, he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Here, I think just, just in this one verse alone, I think David gives us three things that we can do to manage our emotions. And so if you take a note, so let's unpack it a little bit today. The first thing that we can do to, to manage our emotions is number one, is simply name it. Name it. Well, what does that mean? It means identify it. Like, like we need to pinpoint exactly what it is. How many know we can't manage what we haven't identified? If we don't know what the problem is, how are we gonna fix it? And the truth is, we, we, probably, we probably aren't as good at being in touch with our emotions as maybe we might think. E even if we're uh, a very emotional person, there's a good chance we might still not uh, be in touch with our emotions. Because it's one thing to know what we feel, but it's another thing to know what caused me to feel this way. For example, I might know, I mean, I'm angry right now. My buddy who punched the wall and lost. Like he, we, everybody knew in the room that guy was angry, right? We, we know what, but, but what caused him to respond like that? What caused him to get angry? Because if we can't name it, we can't change it. Remember what David said just in the opening of that Psalm in, in verse 11 of Psalm 42. He said, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Like we gotta, we gotta name it, we gotta identify it. Not, not only what am I feeling, but, but what's causing me to feel this way. And so let me just give us a couple questions that we can ask ourselves to kind of unpack and discover and name what's going on maybe on the inside of us. The first one is just this, what am I really feeling? Like, what am I really, like, how do I, let me dig beneath the surface of, of the situation. Let me dig, dig on the, maybe on the inside of my heart. What, what, what's making me feel this way? Like, like for, for example, maybe, maybe, maybe our irritation isn't with you, honey. Maybe, maybe something was said at work. Maybe my boss came down on me pretty harshly or I didn't meet a quota or something didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I brought that home with, with me and now I'm going off. I'm angry and I'm frustrated. What's causing me to feel this way? Let me dig a little bit beneath the surface. And then another, another thing we can ask ourselves, which I think is really important, and that is what are my triggers? What's triggering this emotion in me? Now, I, if I were to ask all of us uh, a question today, what, what, what emotion gives us the most trouble in our lives? Would we be able to name it? What, what emotion gives you the most trouble? Like you just know this emotion, I gotta be on guard. Like above all else, I gotta guard my heart against this feeling, against this emotion. What emotion gives us the most trouble in our lives? Can we name it? Do, do we know what it is? Because if, because if we can't, there's a good chance we're not in touch with our emotions, maybe, maybe like we think we are. Because 
Because the truth is, all of us have triggers that cause us to feel a certain way. And the question is, what are those triggers? Like, I, 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 there's, there's, I've shared with you guys before, but, but I, can, I can kind of struggle. An emotion, a couple emotions that I can struggle with just in, in my life to get real vulnerable with you is, is anger and, and just feeling devalued or, yeah, devalued or rejected a little bit. Those are, those are two emotions that I can, I can battle with and struggle with. I, I just know that. So, so I know offense. I can feel offended. That's a big one for me. Um, been, I've read a lot of books on offense. Anybody else, right? The bait of Satan is a good one, right? Um, and so I know these emotions that I can be easily offended and I can be angry and I can feel devalued. Well, a trigger for me is when someone is dishonoring, when somebody is disrespecting, uh, whether they are intending to or not, whether it's one of my kids, whether it's my wife, whether it's a, a, a complete stranger, when someone is, I feel that they are coming across in a dishonoring or disrespectful way, I can start to feel angry, Right? I, I can start to feel devalued and I can start to get offended. Right? I just recognize that's a trigger for me. And so it brings awareness. So, so, so as I'm walking around like, David, why am I offended? Why am I feeling dejected and devalued? Why am I angry? What, what's causing this? Right? Well, I'm feeling like someone dishonored me disrespected me. Does that make sense? And so we're identifying maybe the triggers that we have. Now, if we're not able to talk about these triggers, if we're not able to talk about these emotions, got bad news for us. That means they're already out of control. Like that means we're not managing our emotions. They're managing us. Like if we have, if we have a, a fear, if we're too afraid to to talk about it, it's already out of control, right? Because it's in talking about it that we gain control of it. That if we don't talk it out, we'll take it out on ourselves in some negative way. How many of us know that emotions were not meant to be swallowed? Emotions are not meant to be swallowed or stuffed. They're meant to be shared, but we have to learn how to share them to the right person in the right way, at the right time. And that is way harder, easier said than done. Anybody? Because when I'm feeling it, I want to spew it, right? And so we can err on the, on the two sides. Either I'm a spewer or I'm a stuffer. But neither one of those are good, right? Because then I just spew and let my emotions run wild. Or I just stuff it. But at, at some point, how many know, there's only so much I can stuff down in there. Eventually, it comes out. And all of a sudden, we just blow up on somebody. And our emotions, we did good for a little while. But then all of a sudden, we just explode on somebody. Because emotions weren't meant to be stuffed or swallowed. They're meant to be shared. Now, a trigger can be something, and just to get real practical, and we'll keep moving here. But just to get real practical, a trigger could be something that, like I mentioned, somebody says to you, something you hear, maybe the way they say it. I mean, your communication isn't, a uh, big part of communication isn't what you say, it's how you say it, your body language, your tone of voice. Maybe the way somebody shares or says something to you, it just hits you and it triggers something. Maybe you see something and it, it triggers an emotion in you, or maybe you smell something, or maybe you touch something. Whatever the case may be, it can, those things can, can trigger uh, either good, positive emotions, or they can trigger bad, negative 
emotions. So what, what am I really feeling and, and what triggered this? Because I can't, I can't tame it in, in, until I name it. The, the second thing that I think David brings out in that psalm to help us manage our emotions is, is number two. First, we name it. The second thing is we challenge it. Come on, this is key. We challenge what we're feeling. We don't just accept our emotions. We don't just automatically assume that it's accurate. Come on, this is a big deal. Talk to me, church. We don't assume that what we feel is, is truth or even reality. We challenge it, man. What, what, is what I'm feeling really as bad as it seems? How I many know? Probably not. It just, it just feels that way in this moment. Remember, remember what David said in Psalm 42, 11, he said, why am I discouraged? He's naming it, right? What, what's going on in me? But then he's also challenging it too. Why is my heart so sad? What, what's going on? Should I feel this way? Should I accept this? Why am I feeling this way? He, he named his emotions, but then he challenged how he felt. Why am I so discouraged? It kind of remind me, like, you mean uh, it's not what's happening around me that's causing me to be discouraged or to feel down? It's what's happening in me? Maybe it's not my boss. Maybe it's not that other person. Maybe it's not that situation. Maybe there's some things going on inside of me. And, and David is naming and he's, he's challenging the way that he feels. And I just had the thought, how many of us know the way our day starts doesn't have to be the way our day ends? That just because I woke up on the wrong side of the bed doesn't mean I have to go to sleep on the wrong side of the bed either. In other words, I'm not just gonna accept this emotion. I'm not just gonna accept this feeling. I'm gonna challenge it. So let me give us three questions that we can just ask ourselves to kind of challenge our emotions, challenge the way we feel. The first one is real simplistic. It is, why am I feeling this way? Somebody just asking, why am I feeling this way? Maybe, maybe, I mean, I, I do a little bit of marriage coaching and counseling or have over the years, and, and I've talked to several uh, couples, and, and never fails, there's, there's usually both, but sometimes one spouse who, who maybe didn't have a father when they were growing up, or maybe they, their father was, was there, but he was harsh when he came across, maybe he would discipline and yell, and it was just really, really harsh with that one particular individual. And so now when the spouse raises their voice, every time they raise their voice, it makes them feel like they did when they were a little girl or a little boy. And they get defensive and they, they put up and it brings back all these emotions and these feelings and these wounds that maybe they didn't even know were there. But the real freedom and the healing comes when they start connecting the dots. Wait a minute, you mean my spouse isn't the enemy? You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe they're not even intending this. Maybe this is striking a chord within me that's bringing up. How many when I start to recognize it, I can deal it? How many when I recognize I'm on the cliff, I can talk myself back out of it, right? Wait a minute, I can, I can hey, I feel this way. These emotions are real, but, but this is why I'm feeling like that. And then go on to the next one. The next question we can ask ourselves is, is it true? Is, is this feeling even true? I feel unqualified. I feel rejected. I feel not good enough. I feel that I'm never going to be able to forgive, be forgiven. I feel shameful. I feel, but are these feelings true? Is there any truth to what I'm feeling? 
Or I'm not gonna act like I don't feel this way, but I'm gonna ask myself, is this true? Should I be feeling this way? Isn't this what David is saying? Is why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so, is there any truth to the reason why my heart's sad today? Because if they're not, I'm gonna I'm quit giving it credence in my life. I'm gonna quit giving it a ability to, to wreak havoc in my world. And then the third question we can ask ourselves is, is this feeling or emotion helping me or hurting me? Right? If it's, if it's not helping me, why am I allowing it to stay in my life? By letting these emotions go unchecked, are they helping me or are they, they hurting me? And so how do we manage our emotions? Well, we, we name it. What am I feeling? What's, what's, what's a trigger of mine? And then we challenge it, man. Why am I feeling this way? Is it true? Is it, is it helping me or is it hurting me? And then finally, the third thing that we can do to manage our emotions is number three, is to change it or channel it. Change it or channel it. When we have an emotion that's not helping us, we, we really have two options, don't we? We can either change it or we can channel it. Now, some emotions are so damaging, they're so destructive that the, the only thing that we should do, the only thing that we can do is change it. But then other times we can take a negative emotion and instead of changing it, we channel it. In other words, we use it for good. I, I was just reminded of how the Bible tells us to, in your anger, do not sin. The Bible tells us, well, well the, the emotion and the feeling of anger isn't sinful. It's what we do with it. Do we change it or do we channel it? And, and, and if I use my anger for, for my own benefit, then it's selfish anger, right? But when we use our anger for the benefit of others, that's righteous anger. I was reminded of when Jesus went into the temple, I've actually been able to stand on the Temple Mount of where this would have occurred. And so I, whenever I read that passage of scripture, I always go back to that place in Israel. Shout out, Israel trip. You guys need to go on the next one when we, we go on. But I can remember standing there and remembering the story when Jesus went into the temple and he started turning over the tables and he kicked out all the money changers from the temple because they had turned the temple, God's house, from a, from a house of prayer into a swap meet and they're trying to make money for themselves. Well, that was a righteous anger that our Savior had that he channeled to use for God's glory, right? And so we can channel some emotions and actually use it for our good. How many of some of our greatest ministries will come from channeled negative emotions? Like this used to be a negative, but now I'm like maybe we were abandoned as a child or maybe we were rejected. And as God heals us, heals us in our hearts, but yet we're sensitive to those who might feel rejected. We're sensitive, like, like obviously God rescued my, my life out of addictions, right? And, 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 and struggles with incarceration, all that. Well, now that he set me free and all those emotions, all those feelings that I felt in that, now I have a heart for those people that are in those places, right? And you take a negative emotion and we channel it. Now God gave me a heart for it and a passion. Like he can, if he did it for me, he can do it for you too, right? So some of our greatest ministries can come out of negative emotions. But then the other question is, how do we change a negative emotion? How do we change an emotion that's destructive? Well, let's go back and read our Psalm as we close today. Psalm 42 verse 11, David said, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? 
I love how he doesn't stop there, church. He's naming it. He's identifying it. He's challenging it, but he's not staying there. Right? You feel discouraged today. You feel like there is no hope today. You feel rejected today. That's all right. Feelings are for feeling, but they're not always for following, right? We name it, but then let's challenge it, and then let's change it. And he goes on to say, I will put my hope. Everybody say hope. This word hope uh, in the Hebrew means to wait. Don't wait to pick that cup up. <laughs> the word hope means to wait. In other words, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful word because if you're anything like me, when my emotions are getting the best of me, I can be real hasty. I can be quick to respond. I don't even think about it, right? I just, I'm just led by my emotions. David said, man, my emotions are crazy. I'm discouraged. I'm sad. My heart, there's sadness in my heart, but I will wait. I will wait. I will put my hope in God. And I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I will put my hope in God and I will praise. Not what I feel. I mean, sometimes we don't feel like praising. Right? We come in this place, we worship. I don't feel like it. Yeah, but I'm not led by my feelings. I'm led by my faith. And so I will praise him again and again and again and again and again and again. Great are you, Lord. Let me remind myself of how big you are, God, how great you are. That there is, I might feel hopeless today, but just because I feel hopeless today doesn't mean I am hopeless. That there's a hope in you, God, that doesn't disappoint. And I'm gonna praise you again and again and again and again. I might feel this way, but I'm not led by my feelings and my emotions. I'm led by faith in you, God. I'm, I'm just saying as we start changing it, right, something changes within us. And so let me just give us Two things that we can, we can do. Because we can't, we can't change an emotion by willpower. Don't just muster it up. I've got this, just quit feeling like this, Kyle. You're angry, quit being angry. Stop it. Bob Newhart, come on, somebody. Stop it. You got that? It's, yeah, come on, me and you. We're the only ones. And so what do we do? First thing we do is every day, Ask God to fill me with his spirit. Every day, I'm just gonna ask God to fill me with his spirit because I realize in Zechariah chapter four, verse six, it says, not by might, nor by power. It's not by my willpower, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How many of us know Paul tells us in Galatians chapter five that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control, I mean, self-control comes from God control. And when life puts pressure on us, what comes out of us is what's in us. Just like a tube of the toothpaste, right? When you squeeze it, what's in it comes out of us. And if we're filled, if we're filled with worry, if we're filled with fear, if we're filled with doubt or anger or envy or jealousy or bitterness or offense. When life puts pressure on us, man, that's what comes out of us. But when we're filled with the spirit of God and life, life puts pressure on us, what comes out of us is love, joy, peace, patience, patience gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So the first thing that we do is every single day, we ask God to fill me with his spirit. And then the second thing, every day, this is key, Every day, ask God to manage my mouth. 
Now I'm talking to me, I feel like. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 13, verse three. I've thought much about your words, God. I've thought a lot about it and stored them in my heart so that they would not hold me back, so that they would hold me back from sin. In other words, I'm gonna make God's word my word. God's words are my words. Psalm 119, 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, God. Every day, I'm gonna ask God to manage my mouth. I might feel this way. How many of us know it's one thing to feel it, it's another thing to speak it. Now we're allowing our emotions to control us because now I'm speaking it out. No, I feel this way. I'm gonna name it, I'm gonna challenge it, and I'm either gonna change it or channel it. I'll close with this scripture, Psalm 19, verse 14 beautiful passage that actually takes me back to a beautiful moment when God changed my life and there was a worship song we used to sing when I was a baby Christian and it was this song may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight my rock my Lord and my Redeemer church we're going to manage our emotions they're not going to control us we're going to control them we're going to walk into freedom and the purpose that he has for us amen do you pray with me father we love you in this place thank you for the truth of your word god that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path wow thank you god thank you that your word your truth god is so real and relevant to what we're going through right now in our lives. And the truth is, we've all fallen into the trap of being led by our, our emotions and our feelings. We've all allowed our feelings to get the best of us. We've all allowed our emotions to cause us to say things that we later regretted or make decisions that looking back, we wish we wouldn't have done. But God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your freedom. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth, God. We thank you for who you are in this life that you have for us, where we don't have to be perfect. We don't always have to get it right. We just have to determine never to quit, never to give up, just to keep on drawing near to heaven. And as we're praying together today, could, could, we just, could you just make this your, your prayer right where you're at? And just say, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond to the message today? What are you speaking? What's my next step? What are you calling me to, to put into action into my life? Because we don't want to just be hearers of God's word. We want to be doers. And as we're praying together today, maybe, maybe there's some of us that have allowed our emotions to to get the best of us. Maybe there's been some damage that's been done in relationships or or maybe it's kept us from walking in the freedom that God has for us and living the life because instead of being led by the Spirit, like Paul talked about in Romans 7, we're just led by our, our emotions. But today, God is speaking something to us and we know there's something we need to do. Maybe it's go make a relationship right Maybe, maybe it's to, to start naming and challenging and 
changing and channeling our emotions, whatever it is, if, if God's speaking something into your heart and you know you, there's a next step that you need to take, I just want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand to heaven? So I know there's some, some things. My emotions have got the best of me. Some next steps I need to take. I've not been challenging the way I feel. I've just been letting it go unchecked. I've been letting my anger get the best of me. I've been feeling unworthy. God told me he forgave me, but I felt unforgiven, so I just let that emotion run rampant, whatever it is. Father, you see the hands in this place. God, a beautiful thing, God, you know our hearts. You, you, you know what's going on on the inside of us and the depths of who we are. You know the emotions that we struggle with, the, the ones that, man, really we have a tough time managing. God, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would fill us that you fill us with your spirit, God, that you would help us to manage our mouths and what we speak over our lives. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would bring to our remembrance when we're, our emotions are getting out of control, they're managing us instead of us managing them, that, that we would be reminded to name it, to challenge it, and then change it or channel it so that we can walk in the freedom that you have for us. So God, give us wisdom, give us strength. Thank you. Thank you, God, for who you are. As we continue praying together today, maybe, maybe you're here and you would just say, I don't have a relationship with God. Like, really, that's your next step. My emotions. In fact, I've, led by, I've been led by my passions. I've been led by my emotions. That's what's dictated my life. God's not been the Lord of my life. My emotions have, my feelings, my passions. And today you realize, man, that's going to continue to take you down a road that is never going to give you what you're looking for. And God's speaking to you, and it's, it's time to say, here's my heart, God, what you've always wanted. Here's my life. If that's you, would you just lift your hand to heaven and pray this prayer with me? Say, God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to pay the price for my sin on the cross. God, thank you that you bring hope, and you bring forgiveness, and you bring life. And today, in this place, here's my heart. Here's my life, what you've always wanted. God, forgive me my sin. Fill me with your spirit. Show me how to live. My life is yours in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's celebrate all that God did today. So good. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like an eagle and soar they shall walk and not get weary they shall run and uh, that's what happens when you wait that's what happens when you wait they that wait on the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up on wings like an eagle and soar they shall walk and not get weary they shall run and not faint that's what happens when you wait that's what happens when you wait oh they that wait they that wait on the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up on wings like an eagle and so they shall walk and not get weary they shall run and
for joining us. We here at Experience Church love you and are praying for you. Until next time, remember that Jesus is our hope.